0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on November the 16th, 2021. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, my co-pilot and driving buddy,
1: Huffin Rage.
0: On today's show, we will, of course, be discussing the games that we have played, Amazon Games switches off uh, New World's entire economy after players discover a- another duping glitch. The GTA Trilogy, we're going to be talking about the definitive shit show as that game launched to uh, much, much sh- uh, chagrin. And on Community Corner, we got a submission about Activision. Blizzard's Bobby Kotick is under pressure to resign. We'll tell you what to know on today's show, and then we'll have a Discovery Q. Doobly-doo. Howdy
1: ho! How are you, Rage? Uh, well, I'm feeling better. I'm not sure what you're on though. I I don't either. Uh, have stuff. you been in my cough syrup again?
0: I don't think so. I uh, Sunday <laughs> so Sunday night, um, we stopped playing uh, Forza, mm-hmm. and um, I was gonna go to bed, and I started to get a headache. I'm like, oh, this so this sucks. I'll just take some ibuprofen real quick before I go to bed. Oh, <laughs> and then I went and laid <laughs> down. and I had a migraine. Like, that's,
1: that's how it started for me.
0: Yeah, I had a, ho- a like actual, like honest to God, like nausea, noise, light sensitivity, migraine. Uh, It was terrible. That's maybe the second or third migraine I've had in my entire life. So I was up like half the night, went to work yesterday, stayed up way too late last night playing Star Wars RPG, and now I'm here. So maybe I'm just like tired. I don't know. I feel pretty functional, but. That could go downhill real quick. Oh, well,
1: as long as you're non-fundable fungible. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm very fungible. <laughs>
0: um, you know, I don't actually know what the word fungible means. I believe it's uh, fakeable fungible um, fungible of goods contracted for without. I feel it like should be a comma there for without an individual specimen being able to be replaced or replaceable by another identical item, not mutually interchangeable. Okay, so I was wrong. So yeah, so non non wait of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified, able to replace or be replaced by another identical item. Basically unreplaceable. So fungible is something that can be replaced or interchanged and non fungible is something that could not because the example it gives is money is fungible. And that money is raised for one purpose can easily be used for another one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there, there you go. Fungible.
1: And thank you for our word of the day.
0: <laughs> the word of today is fungible. <laughs> fungible.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, last week, last Sunday, while we were playing games, I started to get a runny nose. And earlier that day, I also had a migraine. Not yeah. as severe as yours, but, you know. Yeah, a bit of a grumpy grump grumperson uh, with a headache. Then, you know, started to have a little bit of a cough and a runny nose. And Monday, I was pretty much just, yeah, you know, the walking dead. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, uh, technically, I could have recorded, but it would have been a complete editing nightmare. I was more coherent. Mm-hmm. It would basically be, like, me without my, uh, you know, evening coffee, right? Yeah. Wednesday, like... 85, 90% better, still runny nose, still going through tissues uh, like crazy, Uh, and got to the weekend, and it's pretty much just now uh, a bit of a runny nose, Uh, my nose is actually healed up because uh, where I have fairer skin, uh, pretty much any tissues whatsoever, if I have a runny nose for long enough, uh, I, I look like Rudolph. I look like Rudolph that lost a fight with a cheese grater. (laughs) Just streaks of uh, got peeling on my nose, uh, uh, red as hell. So yeah, that that was my tweet the other day where you know I'm at the point where I have both a runny and uh, a chap nose. Yeah, (laughs) which makes blowing my nose all sorts of fun. Uh, I still have a little bit of a runny nose and a little bit of a cough from you know just drainage, but. Feeling better. Uh I would say still like 95% of the way there because I still you know, don't sleep all the way through the night because you know, strange makes me wake up with a hacking cough and then I uh yeah, you know, throw the cat off of me, I get on my side uh, and go back to sleep. Yeah. And then the cat uh you know, uh, sets to judges me half the night because uh, I disturbed her. At least the other one isn't still sitting on the scratching post staring at us uh, in the middle of the night. You just wake up and you see the silhouette staring at you. Like, I could totally kill them. I won't because <laughs> they feed me, but I could totally kill them. Yep. Don't uh, yes.
0: don't typically have that problem with the dog.
1: No, the dog would accidentally kill you. It wouldn't purposely kill you. That's true. Yeah. If my
0: dog killed me, it, it would be an accident. You know, I'm not sure um, if that's all that much better, honestly, but... Yeah, whatever works.
1: Uh, so, uh, how about things that are worse? The games we played, or at least I played. Right. Uh, so, I got a few I could talk about. I'm going to save a couple for next week. Okay. And there's stuff to unpack with this game. Eh? But eh? But, um... T- oh, come on, you missed it. So, unpacking. <clears throat> uh... And ironically enough, there's not a lot to unpack as well at the same time. So unpacking is one of these Zen puzzle games. Uh, that's what they describe it. And I would agree with that one. Where you go through different stages of uh, this character's life in different apartments, their rooms that, uh, 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 well, there's five levels. There's five different moves. At least time you're unpacking more and more because you're progressing through the character's life. Like, the first one is you're unpacking, uh, to g- going to their uh, big uh, girl room. Uh, basically, it sounds like they're moving out from their sibling, uh, a shared room with their sibling, or moving into a bigger bedroom in their, uh, you know, parent's house. Yeah. Into a college dorm, then it looks like you're moving in with someone. And every time, there's more and more to unpack. And for a puzzle game, as a puzzle game, this game sucks. <laughs> outright because there's no puzzle element for it to be a puzzle game and as a zen game unless you go into the settings and turn off a couple of things it sucks as a value to gameplay uh ratio it doubly sucks the game That's is only really a feel. couple hours oh, oh okay okay uh, you want to know how i really feel it sucks <laughs> Wow. So, I wouldn't have guessed, honestly. Okay, so the game is only a few hours long, and it's 20 bucks. That's, yo, strike number one. Strike number two, it's like you're unpacking for a moody, brooding mute. You could tell you did something wrong. They'll look at an item, but good luck figuring out where the fuck it's supposed to go. So the idea of this game is you're unpacking boxes and uh, yeah, putting stuff away, all right? But the problem is, the game has very, very set rules for what goes where, okay? And you're left to try to interpret what these items are because it gives you no context whatsoever what the hell it is. So you're trying to figure out what this, you know, uh, this, like, flat object is. Is it a scale? Does it go in the bathroom? Is it a cutting board? Does it go in the kitchen? Um, is it a yeah you know, a drawing pad? Do I put it in the bedroom uh, on the shelf there? You're, and you're left with just guesswork. So as a puzzle game, it's absolutely terrible. Now there's an option to go into the settings and turn off the you know uh, this restriction where you can place items wherever you want and make it more of a zen game. But then you're taking what little gameplay there is and cutting it in half because you know now you're just unpacking boxes until. You put, you know, unpack them all, and you know, see all the stuff, and then you just move on to the next house, or you sit there and just arrange things, uh, which is great and all, but there's, you, know, you could go play The Sims, and you, know, uh, you know, have more freedom in that. You have more items to mess with. You have other things to do. Right. This, this is just one of those games that absolutely baffles me. There's a very chill soundtrack, but I'm just sitting here, yo, know, getting angry, trying to figure out. What is this multicolored flat object supposed to be? And where the ever-living fuck am I supposed to put it? Because it's the last item that's left. And you put it anywhere that doesn't belong, and it just sits there and flashes red at you with absolutely no context of where the hell to put it. (laughs) So eventually, after like 10 or 15 minutes of just trial and error of, okay, put it here. Still flashing red. Okay, put it here. Still flashing red. Okay, move around a few items, put it on the shelf there still flashing red. I just go into the settings, turn off, uh, or turn the option on to, uh, you know, put items anywhere. Oh, look, the level's complete. Move on. But then you just get to the point of, well, what's the point of the game at that point? Right? Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of a narrative of the third level is you're moving into a ha- or to an apartment or a house or something that is, obviously you're moving in with some sort of partner, either a roommate or uh, a, a romantic partner or what? But yeah, once again, you're still paying a lot of money for a very very short simplified story, when there's so many better options to to deal with this. You know? Yeah. It honestly feels a little, it's not even half a game. It's like a quarter of a game or a third of a game. Now, if there's post release support that yo know, adds yo. Know, Twice as many levels, it might be worth the price. It is, but as it stands right now, no. It says very positive on uh, Steam, with ninety percent of the people playing it, uh, 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 giving it a thumbs up. Good for them. They're wrong, but good for them.
0: I have definitely heard more positive takes on this game than negative. Um, in you know, small sample size, couple of gaming podcasts I listen to, a couple of gaming YouTubers who've who've checked it out. I feel like maybe the reason that you dislike it is that more, more of a gameplay person is I was going to say, you're more of a gameplay person and everyone that I have listened, talk to about it. Isn't bothered by sort of like <clears throat> the puzzle aspect of like figuring out where stuff goes mm-hmm. and they enjoy it more as a, just like a chill out kind of, and it, it appreciate like the storytelling that's being done through the gameplay mechanics of like the progression of this person's
1: life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do appreciate that, but at the same time, it just irritates me that there's not more to it, you know? Yeah,
0: that is fair. Um,
1: <clears throat> is that it? Yeah, that I would say check it on Game Pass because th- there's no way it's worth the, uh, the money. It's, it's shorter than uh, a normal lost phone if you don't get stuck like I did. They just get frustrated. Yeah. Which is saying something, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll tell you about my uh, my game then. Um, I played a game called Railroads Online. This was mentioned an episode or two ago on Discovery Q. Like, saw it. Um, was pretty intrigued by it. Uh, showed it to my kid. Um, showed him the trailer. And he was instantly in love with it. And I was I'm like, ooh, Christmas. Like this could be a Christmas present. Um if it's if it's good. And he's like, well, let's buy it. And I, I mean I just flat out lied to him. Like, oh no, buddy, it's not you can't buy it yet. The game's not out. He's ooh. like, Oh, okay, well, we can get it when it comes out. And I'm like, Yes. But Christmas present material. Uh-huh. So I I bought it. Um early access, uh, thirty-five bucks. There like there was not a sale or a deal. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice on this because it might be, you know, something really cool to do with my kid. And, you know, that's that's worth it to me. And it's more good than bad for where it's at. But this game is very much in early access. Now, I will give them, you know, credit where credit's due on the fact that they put together a functioning game as opposed to like so many of these projects that you see. They're like. You know, ideas or like broken up mishmashes of something. Um, not as many like straight up scams as there used to be. I'm sure there's still ones out there, but I haven't seen a scandal about like an early access game being a scam in a while. So that makes me feel good, I guess. But the the idea of this game is it's just like a oh, sandbox. They're now. That's true, touche. Um, but this is just a sandbox game where that it takes the idea of like you know, your Space Engineers or your Factorio or, you know, a bunch of different games you could kind of compare this to and applies it to a first-person uh, railroading sort of simulator-esque type of game. Um, You start out in a uh, clearing with, like, some track put down and a small train, and you get, like, a little tutorial quote-unquote book to read that, like, explains the game, and then is, like, all right, have fun, and, like, cuts you loose. And there's some tooltips and some other things, but for the most part, you just kind of have to go run around and figure out what you're supposed to be doing on your own. At this point, um, you um, there's no... Eventually, they have said that they intend to have, like, uh, a, a very sort of simple kind of story progression-type thing to help guide first-time players, and that there will be money in the game for... Well, I mean, there's money in the game now, but, but you'll be you'll have to use money to buy things that you don't craft um, if you, you know. But for now, you only use the money to cut down trees, it, which seems weird, but, you know, whatever. Or like, well, you're you, just
1: you, sitting there with a, uh, a dollar bill, giving it paper cuts to death.
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, you can get all of the trains for free. You unlock them by sort of leveling your character up by doing stuff. So, you know, you get XP for cutting down trees, you get XP for leveling or creating gradations so that you can, you know, place track on them. You get XP for building bridges, for making deliveries. And it's just, it's just an open map. Like you start on the clearing, you've got a map that you can pull up and, you know, sort of using your brain to think about where stuff needs to go. You're like, okay, well, I need to get the uh the logs over to the lumber mill so I'll build some track between those and connect it up to my depot so that I can you know get uh, water and coal <clears throat> for my train and set up a little back and forth loop where that I'm taking uh logs to the sawmill and then okay I need to take this stuff from the sawmill to the warehouse or to the construction yard um to to build the next thing and there's a steel mill so you can take coal and raw ore to the steel mill there's a few other things dotted around the map and you you know build your own railway system to these things on the map and do deliveries as needed it's using a fully all right it's fully first person you um i wouldn't quite call it simulator um, there are certainly some people who are talking about it like a simulator, but they have never played actual train simulators. Then, if they, if I think they're calling this a simulator, um, it's kind of mimicking. Uh, how snobby of you! i You're right. Uh, they,
1: they've never really played. A they've simulator. never played
0: a real train call- simulator. If they're calling this a sim, <laughs> it, it's got a few aspects of like you know you're in first person mode, so you you manipulate the controls yourself. But other than sort of waiting for the the steam to build up, this is all steam. Engine era at this, you know, steam or steam locomotive uh, era tech. So you know, think the like the Wild West with the costuming and stuff. But um, you know, the, aside from just letting steam build up in your boiler um, and the fact that it can, you know, your trains consume resources as they go along. That's about it as far as the actual simulator stuff goes. And then just manipulating the the trains in first person, which is fine. It's fun. I'm glad that they didn't overcomplicate it. But you know, it doesn't feel very Simulatory to me. Where it's the most simmy is the fact that it's got physics, which for the most part feel good. Um, there were a couple of hiccups where I think that uh, the small train that I was using should not have derailed itself, but they've got a handy dandy like rerailing tool where that if, you know, when your train derails, you just use the tool, puts it back on the tracks, doesn't like cost you anything, it fixes your cargo back. Um, I don't know if they will ever change that maybe, or and maybe make it like less lenient or something, but I think right now, you know, they're very much of like, okay, well, we're still trying to figure this out. So, you know, things could be weird. Um, and that's kind of the basics of it. I mean, it's a solid platform and I could see it being built into a really, good fun game for multiplayer communities i mean you could set up persistent servers for you know you and your friends um you can have up to 10 servers run going at a time um if if you wanted to do that uh there doesn't seem to be like a real player limit and there are people online who have have developed stuff i hopped onto someone's game to just kind of mess around with some of the things that it would have taken me a really long time to build on my own and get a few like tips on how to actually. Start building things because, you know, like I said, there's like a one page word doc, basically Mm -hmm. of like, here's what the game is. Go have fun. Um, What the game needs the most at this point is uh, much more easily accessible and understandable player information. While there are some tooltips and some things like that, a lot of times they're kind of vague or there are some minor with glitches within the menus that make it make certain information be obscured. Sometimes you'll have a tool highlighted to like use, but then it doesn't work for reasons that I don't understand. And I, I think it's like getting kind of hung between menus and you have to like press, you know, go go into the pause menu and then come back and it will reset itself. Um, I kind of got into the habit if I was having to switch back and forth between tools really rapidly of just like double tapping escape to pull up the pause menu and then close it. Mm. Um the map never updates with anything that you put on it. So you, you know, you build rail you build rail lines and stuff and it's it's like you can get lost real fast, especially in the initial like track creation process cuz all you do is you, you know, you cut down trees, you use a grading tool to create um, you know, sort of the mounding that train tracks often rest upon. I mean, you can build straight on the ground, but that has a lot of problems. Um, so, you know, you create the mounding that the tracks go on and then you come back and you place your tracks on top of it. Well, especially in the beginning where you don't have like a rail line to follow, you can get lost really easily. Um, so, you know, that they need to have a map that updates as you place stuff on it. Um, that's probably, probably where they should start. They should work those things out and then add in. Uh, You know, do bug fixes. I didn't find many bugs. Like I said, the menu glitch. And then sometimes, whenever you're placing an object down, it will collide and like form inside of another object, like primarily trees. But I I saw it happen with a few other things as well. And putting, uh, building tracks, like whenever you connect two sections of track together, can sometimes be a little finicky and give you like some weird results um, that can cause derailings with your train. Um so that's a problem. They need to work on that. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's,
1: derailings on a train game is a bad as uh, a bad thing.
0: Yeah. But otherwise, I mean most of what they need to work on is, you know, just sort of adding more user information to the game. It's it's got a solid base. I I would like to see a sto- that story mode. Um, but, you know, it's it's pretty solid. If I was playing this completely completely by myself, I would probably just shelve it for eight months and then come back to it. I think I'm going to check it out again in, you know, sort of mid-December and see kind of where it's at and then decide then, like, am I going to buy this for my kid for Christmas or am I going to wait till his birthday? Mm Because his birthday is in the spring, which is not as far out as I would like, you know, that eight-month timeline, but it would be about five-ish months. And if this game is going to remain, you know, in active development, uh they should have some stuff by then and just see you know it might be a birthday present for him but it's at, at this point i don't think i could recommend people paying 35 bucks for it if it was a 5 or a 10 dollar curiosity i would say yeah go for it but at 35 bucks like the i said the only reason i checked it out was to see if it would be something good to get my kid for christmas so that we could play together and i mean also he you know he could play by, by himself and enjoy it but it's got promise. I'll, I'll say that. It's got promise. And if they develop it and, you know, keep uh, a good, healthy little community alive, I think it will become, you know, something really interesting and honestly unique in the train sim world. Like there are multiple games where you can go in and use, you know, do sort of a railroad creation thing and make your own routes and stuff. But to my knowledge, there isn't a train game that lets you do it in this manner and that has a certain appeal to it um there are plenty of people who you know tons of people who love satisfactory and um space engineers and you know minecraft and like all you know all of those types of games so kind of smooshing in some of those mechanics does scratch the itch in a little bit different way than just going into you know and another railroad sim like trains with a z or uh you know something like that and building routes out in there. So
1: yeah, yeah Online. We want to go back and play Mashinky at some point.
0: Yep, uh, I still that's... haven't played Mashinky. I want to. I will eventually. I'll get to it. I'll buy it and get to it. But anyways, yeah, to Online. Now,
1: yeah, now I'm gonna go see if they actually if had an update since the last time I played it because uh, looks like not a major one. Uh, I know the last time I played it, uh, they've actually made it where the cities grow uh, thanks to what you do uh, in the game. So as you ferry people back and forth, it actually causes cities to grow, which is neat. Yeah, that is neat. Indeed. And also they put more focus on uh, road uh, work as well. So, you know, building a road network is on top of uh, your train network. Mm-hmm. While trains are obviously the more efficient for long distance travel, uh, they kind of uh, changed the emphasis where uh the trains are like the backbone of your uh infrastructure and then it fans out and the last mile is it's more efficient if there is enough towns together just build roads together to uh because you don't have to worry as much to uh do individual signaling and i have to worry about things crashing into one another as much yeah yeah uh just like real life in theory <laughs> yeah theoretically speaking allegedly hypothetically speaking
0: allegedly yeah there you go allegedly <laughs> all right you ready to go do some news uh i guess clipping right along tonight um we'll see if that s- slows down to a crawl uh our first news topic of the night amazon games switches off new world's entire economy after players discover duping glitch a, another yeah. duping glitch. Yeah,
1: so we talked about this a couple weeks ago and um, it's happening again. <laughs> Indeed.
0: What? Well, I didn't look. I didn't go look. What's the glitch this time? I,
1: I haven't heard what the actual glitch is, which I think they're keeping it under wraps, but is, wasn't this also the game that all the bug reports were in open forums?
0: Yeah, so that people could go and do the stuff before they were patched. Mm-hmm. So, according to the article, um, I, I have now went and looked, and um, let's see. Over the weekend, newer players discovered a glitch in Amazon Games' recently launched MMO. Not for the first time, this one allowed players to <laughs> duplicate furniture among Ooh. other items. Though the duping of trophies, uh, it says furniture that buffs you in the world, rare and expensive. It's what got some folks extremely hot under the collar. Players could use this glitch to duplicate a particularly expensive item and sell it for money. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't see here. No, there's a link. Players uh, uh, can posted the methodology. What? Where's the link go to?
1: It looks like well, uh, all the different duping glitches. Which supposedly this is the fifth or sixth one that somebody's discovered. All comes down to one key flaw in the game. The game trusts what the client says way, way, way too much.
0: Yeah. So reading on this forum post, um, a user, I guess this is speculating, says um, he believes they're using an exploit that allows uh, amounts or that allows a player to force the respawn of elite chests around the map. And then you can get items back out of them. Oh, that would do it. And then someone responds, yeah, I did this by myself last night and got five elite chests farming. There's no trophy dupe, just too many people farming the elite chest bug.
1: <laughs>
0: so there you go. This, is, this feels very much like a much more great game-breaking version of Destiny's Loot Cave.
1: Um, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, where people were just sitting there and uh, shooting into a cave, right? Yeah, because... Uh, for money.
0: Yeah, because the spawn rate in this like one particular cave like there was a line of sight to it that could let you get far enough away that the enemies would instantly respawn but you could still see into the cave to shoot at it and people would just go and sit and farm the cave for hours
1: because it was the most efficient way to do it
0: yeah it was the most efficient way to level grind and to get uh to try to get rare loot drops
1: or uh for a more uh recent uh uh, ver- uh, version of it. The Willy's glitch in uh, Forza Horizon <laughs> 5. Or it's not even a glitch, it's the fact that they put a super wheel spin early on in a uh, very cheap car's uh, skills tree. Yeah, So people will just sit there and, uh, and buy people to- totally not me, totally. Uh, will just buy hundreds of these things and the wheel spins would pay for themselves. Not like Ninety nine times out of a hundred, yeah. I mean, so. uh, if you're going to make a grindy game, people are going to figure out the uh, a way around it. Now the problem is whenever you have multiplayer, a competitive multiplayer scene, and the fact that it, you know uh, this is like this is ultra amateur hour for a big company like um, Amazon, right? Yeah. It's so, just mind blowing that nobody sat and, uh said, hey, this... Well, okay. I'm not going to say that they didn't know this was going to be a problem, because likely someone at the company knew that was familiar with game design and stuff, but they were probably overruled.
0: Yeah. They were, I, I
1: assume, almost certainly overruled. Because that's the thing. We're going to be talking about that later on. Uh Companies don't release games that they don't know are broken or fundamentally flawed. They release them uh, in this state because they either don't care, they think the fallout's going to be worth it, or they think that you know, they're going to make more money in the long run anyway.
0: Yeah. Or that they can you know, fix it. Or just it. your
1: incompetence and you know, hubris of, yo, know, no, I know better because uh, you know, I went to business school, right? Right. Or they get the idea that they
0: can, you know, fix it on the move. Uh, you know,
1: my, I had a,
0: I had a a boss once that was like, you know, we're going to change the car's tire while it's on the road. You know, you've all seen videos on YouTube where on on the YouTubes where that they, those guys like turn the car up on its side and and change a tire while it's driving. Like, we're going to learn how to do that. And it's like, you know, not literally, but the idea of like, uh, just you know, work hard and figure out what the problem is, and like do crazy, dangerous things to your body to to get the job done.
1: Oh, because that yeah definitely uh fosters uh, uh workplace yeah uh, you know, uh, cohesion, right? Absolutely, and definitely not a high turnover rate. But yeah, you know I bet it would even be better if they pay a slave wage and definitely not a living one.
0: Absolutely. Who then we don't we don't need those living wages. People don't need those. No, that's socialism. That's that's socialism right there.
1: Or, or did you watch last week tonight? I did not watch uh, that. I did not uh, watch last week tonight. Oh, you need to watch uh, it on YouTube. <laughs> it's unions. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll watch that. But anyways, um, what were we saying?
1: Uh, Amazon's a bunch of incompetent hacks. Right, right. Uh, that, that, make, is, that make EA
0: actually look competent. Which, that's that's a, a very high bar, actually. Very high bar. So yeah, just a point and laugh at this sad, sad game. Sad, sad day. Sad face. You know who else is making uh, EA look competent these days? <laughs> Rockstar, with their launch of the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy uh with Grand Theft Auto the trilogy whatever a remaster of um
1: what is it kind of it's not even 3, a remaster. Vice City. It, 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 it's an ai upscale
0: yeah what are what are the three games i can't remember the top off of my head There's, uh
1: GTA 3, GTA 3 and Vice, Vice City and San Andreas San Andreas all right so this uh, which uh which they also split them off into the individual um uh, games for the different services. So the console version of Game Pass has San Andreas. I think PlayStation's has Vice City, and I don't know who has GTA Three, but yeah, you know, right. Yeah, uh, it's just a clusterfuck.
0: Epic. Epic. I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I don't, I don't actually know. Yeah. So it starts off bad and gets worse. the The thing that I initially was was you know upset about. Was that when they did this, of course, they pulled all of the other better versions of the game off of stores because, you know, you can't we don't want you buying that. We want you buying the new thing, you know, this new, quote unquote, definitive edition that we have. And that made me mad. And that would be bad enough for us to talk about it on the show and complain about it if that was the only thing that was wrong. But wait, there's more. So. I mean, we've got several articles, uh, quite a few articles,
1: quite a few links yeah. uh, on this it's just, one. It's just... Well, let's start with what I'm enjoying right now, hot coffee. <laughs> so I'm also, I'm uh, they that. left... Uh, th- this is such a hack job that they left the hot coffee uh, stuff in. So for those who don't remember back in the ancient days... Right. Uh. In the original release on the PlayStation 2 of San Andreas, after Carl, the protagonist, goes on a date with one of the girls uh, who he could date in the game. And there's uh, one that's pretty much required to progress forward, if I recall correctly. Uh, He could come in for coffee and you hear moans and, you know, it's, you know, crude, but eh. Well, originally, they were going to have a sex mini game because of course, uh, San Andreas is the game that they had like mini games for everything mm-hmm and they decided at some point not to go forward with this, yeah, probably yeah decide you yeah, it, it would cause a bit of a stink, so they disabled it, but it was just it was the remnants were still there, and it was basically just. Uh, disabled in uh, with a couple very easily changed bytes in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was quote unquote disabled.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure if a game shark could have done it. I know definitely it was very easy to re-enable it on PC, and it caused such a huge stink back in the day because, yo, know, oh no, it's a sex mini game that. Our kids are playing. Never mind the fact that it's a mature rated game, right? Yeah, uh, and it caused the uh, the ESRB to re-rate it at AO, which uh, because it's adults only, a lot of retailers don't want to touch because, yeah, you know, ew, nasty. Uh, never mind the fact that oh no, uh, the the it shows two character models dry humping while fully clothed, mind you.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I always thought that was hilarious uh but in the same game you know you draw of a person to att- attempt to commit suicide because you know you've ruined his career and livelihood and you've basically bankrupt him uh you yeah uh, there's just so many fucked up things that you know two characters draw humping uh, is what t- us in the what puts this over it's hilarious yeah uh but that's in the definitive edition that was. Uh, originally released. They've retracted it, and they've also scrubbed some of the files. Like, oh, let's pick another one almost at random. How about all the music files that they were supposed to remove that they didn't? So, they published music that they do not have the rights to. Boy, it's a good thing that there's not a consumer, or sorry, a uh, industry watchdog group that is very litigious that goes after uh, people for, you know, publishing stuff that they, they don't have the rights to, right? Especially in yeah. the music area. Ooh. So, once again, this was disabled, at least in the definitive edition, or definitive, in star quotes, via scripts. But you still download the files, right? Yeah. Oh.
0: I I love the one that's about so sort of the the part two to this stuff that's being left or stuff that's in the game that would probably be better off if it wasn't
1: was well, well, uh what there, well there people, was one oh. other uh, there was one other thing that was in the original release for the definitive edition that they um made a little whoopsie yeah the uncompiled str- source code yeah they released the source code for the uh, for uh uh. It was either the source code or the scripting uh, code. It was unencrypted, uh, 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 uncompressed, with all the original dev notes. I mean, the PS2 era dev notes.
0: Yeah, which I love those. And I, like, honestly, I totally get it. I totally get the notes being encoded the way that they are. Having done a bit of coding before, and and like, you know, you, yeah, you uh, put yeah, there.
1: yeah. But just uncompiled uh, code, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, my favorite one that has that I've seen so far is one from the dev. So it, it, the the note in the code says this shit doesn't work the way they wrote it below. So we'll just show the text and then place a blip at the beginning of the mission. It's <laughs> like, I love that. It's like, this shit don't work. How do we fix it? Like, I love that. I, and I get that, you know, someone who's like, been there like 12 hours getting ready to leave. It's like, all right, Johnny go over the code one more time, you know, go over your section. And it's like, shit, how did I miss this before? Doesn't work. Fuck it. I want to go home. You know, like yeah. I get that. I love that.
1: Or the fact that uh, internal notes, you know, one of the islands, uh, uh, Prawn Island, uh, they refer to it in the dev notes as Porn Island. Porn Island. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, and then I honestly and, and I all can't...
1: the and all the restaurants are referred to by their real life counterparts instead of the in game ones like Pizza Hut.
0: Yeah, yeah, very Grand Theft Auto though to just call a place Porn Island. I wish that it stuck around into the game. I get why that it couldn't. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a a good way to get uh, you know a higher rating slapped on your game.
1: Almost like having characters
0: dry hump, <laughs> right? I feel like Porn Island would be received much worse than fully clothed characters dry humping. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but... Mm. So,
1: uh, to the things that should have been removed?
0: (laughs) As in everything? Yeah. So, I mean, the game itself is just a mess. The amount of, like, bugs and issues that the, you know, the AI algorithm or whatever, when it went through and remastered the game, like, the amount of issues that it caused are numerous some sort of common examples that you know this type of thing like pops up over and over again, the one of my favorites that I've seen and and, you know that you called out uh, liking is the the um, the the donuts like the nut at the donut shop being turned into like a washer, because the AI algorithm went through and, and turned it from an actual like nut, you know that you like use with a bolt and turn it, trying to turn it into a perfect circle.
1: Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, from what people gather, uh, there was people doing experiments on just you know, how, they, uh, how this would have happened. Someone figured out, well, what they probably just did was took the uh, model for the uh, restaurant and just essentially went through and said, okay, double all the points for the polygons, and then smooth. Yeah. And it turned it into very similar to what the uh, Bolt was. And it's one of those things that, you know, if you're just doing everything through AI and, you know, then going through and double checking stuff later on, you're not going to catch something like that. It But it just shows the level of, you know, disregard they had for this. Or another good one is uh, whenever they went through and sharpened all the textures because they didn't really redo all the textures for this game. A lot of them are very muddy, and they just went through and just used the AI to remaster them, essentially. And it introduced so many typos. Yeah. Uh, like from, uh, I, I, uh, from uh, Wank's guitar uh, it turned into Hank's guitar, which is possibly due to this being at least partially a, a port of the mobile version, because there are some people that uh, say that there's mobile-only bugs and uh, features that uh, are p- present in this game, which yeah. is... Right? But also, the stores was supposed to ser- sell air guitars, because, right? But because the algorithm saw a very fuzzy uh, you know, uh-uh, it just removed it because it you know, just couldn't figure out what it was trying to say. So it was so it's now AR guitars.
0: AR guitars, which honestly kind of still works for, for Grand Theft Auto. Because I'm uh, you're thinking of, you know, an assault rifle. So you get AR guitars. Mm-hmm. Kind of works.
1: Not like super great, but kind of. I almost like this game. <laughs> it kind of works, but not really. Or another one is All the Rain. It's like super opaque, uh, white raindrops that fall no matter where you are. Yeah.
0: And makes the game unplayable, especially certain missions that take place at night. Like the horrible con contrast is, is the, I think the wrong word to use, but it's like just this horrible, like rain, like super, like, you know, blown out, like white, Streaking across the screen, like makes it. Impossible it looks like a, it play. looks like
1: a, a flock of seagulls are going overhead and just relieving themselves.
0: Yes, just an infinite flock of seagulls dropping massive bird turds, which is what this what what this game is apparently, or this uh, remaster, quote unquote, just a big yeah, little people, bird turd. Which
1: the modders are going in and trying to fix things, ironically enough, because yo know, didn't didn't the developer go through and start. Knocking down a bunch of uh, the the mods and in, defi- in high res uh, texture packs and everything.
0: Huh. Yeah, weird. Yeah, hmm.
1: does seem a bit weird, doesn't? it? Yeah, there, I'm not sure if it's in one of the links I provided, but uh, there was a comparison between uh, the original game, the uh, the definitive edition, and then there was. Uh, the high one of the high res packs. Uh, no, it's not that one. Now I now I need to see if I can find it because it's one of those things that it, it's just it, the the poor character looks derpy and then it, yeah, she looks very well done in the mod version because right yeah and I don't see it on either of these so, eh. nothing. Um, seeing if I can find the picture I was wanting to. Because it was rather striking. Oh, oh, okay. Here it is. Uh, Going to Reddit, but that's good enough. I saw this one pop up on a few uh, articles because game journalism just steals from Reddit half the time anyway. Right? No. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to drop this on the show notes, and I want you to take a look at this. Uh, It's going to be at the bottom of the New sources. Okay. And two. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, the original is fine. I mean, you I remember mean, it, PlayStation 2 era. Yeah. The quote-unquote definitive edition looks weird as fuck. Uh, well, she's lacking and then, a chin. Yeah. And the head is too round. Mm-hmm. Like, it's. It, it looks like an alien. Like, someone turned them into an alien. Well,
1: well, well, the, well the problem is on this, I think the definitive addition is. Look at the textures; it looks uh, like it's PlayStation Two era textures uh, smoothed out and then placed over a bit higher poly model.
0: Yeah, there's like no an definition emulation. on the
1: shirts what's on on the shirt whatsoever. Uh, and you can see that whole smoothing thing from the nut as well on her head where. It makes her chin very pointy. Yeah. And her bandana, you know, it's completely lost all texture on it. It just looks like a beanie now. And hell, just look at the food in front of her. Look at the french fries. Right? Yeah. I'm going to put this in the show notes. I want you to take a look. Uh, if you care about this at all. It's just striking the difference between what the modders were able to do versus... Uh, <laughs> I like one of these comments. Sorry, uh, the middle one looks like a me <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's actually on point. <laughs>
0: so, now what did you just put in the show
1: uh, no, notes? No, no, no. I'm gonna put that picture in the show notes. Uh, the one oh, okay,
0: put in the one that you linked. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: it's just uh, hubris, right? There's you- Hubris and or just lack of care. In lowest bitter, because yeah, you know, this isn't Rockstar porting it, it's them farming it out to the developer that did the mobile version. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just it's just shitty. I and I mean I'm not surprised. Like it's not like this is the first and only ever bad thing, you know, Rockstar has ever done. They are A colossal, unending fountain of bad, bad ideas and
1: takes. Oh, really? Tell me how you really feel.
0: Like rock star assholes.
1: That's that's how I feel.
0: But you know, that's uh, another, perhaps another discussion for. Yeah, the games are also
1: missing a bunch of other weather effects. They're missing fog in different areas. It's just the, the games are barely functional, if you could call it that. And there's also uh, all sorts of FPS issues, which, mind you, these are PlayStation 2-era games, right? Yeah. Oh, But, yeah, it's just... We didn't have oh, the same and- news
0: topic, but it makes me think about Nintendo's issues that they've been having oh, with yeah. leaking games and then, like, ports where, well, not ports, but, you know, emulated, pirated copies of the game running far superior than how they run
1: on the Switch. Well, the, uh, the explanation for that one, uh, supposedly, is that they built a really piss-poor emulator for the Switch, and the previous time they did emulation on the Wii U, uh, and actually the uh, Mario Trilogy 3D uh, thing, is those were very specialized uh, emulators for those particular games. Not defending Nintendo, saying that they should uh, not be held accountable for their uh, shitty ports, because they should, but also trying to explain what happened before and why it's so different now. The person basically that built those emulators uh, left the company. So it suddenly makes a lot more sense why, right? Yeah. Um, But anyways. Oh, and also, um, whatever they discovered that they were... pushing out files that they shouldn't. Uh, They pulled the Rockstar launcher uh, for the game. And mind you, you need to go through their launcher to launch the game because, of course, you do. So PC players for several days were not able to play their game because, of course, right? Yeah, of course. And there's people uh, saying, oh, instead of going through Rockstar to try to get your refund, go here instead to uh, their... uh, a company that they do their transactions with because it's a lot easier because they were also trying to delay the uh uh re- uh, uh the refund saying right, we're working on it yeah they just oh some some hot garbage right there mm-hmm. and that's the thing is that if this was released at, at even a remotely decent uh rate this would have made so much money you know what do you mean at a decent rate? You mean like not I mean, being... I mean I mean I mean a decent state. Really. Oh, okay. okay. A- in a decent state where it, you know, it was you know even if it was just you know properly uh, upscaled graphics or properly remastered graphics and they you know didn't really tackle any of the bugs they just got it working on modern systems and got it looking decent. They would have made so much money with this. Right?
0: Oh yeah. They definitely would have made all the money in the world with a. You know, to to be fair, you can't
1: you can't sell shark cards for this, but yeah, you know, they would have made a lot of money on it. Oh yeah. But now, yeah, you know, they're dealing with all the fallout. Uh, people that are in the know are going to be avoiding this like the plague because right. Yeah, and and as well they should be. Mm-hmm. You should avoid this like the plague. It's a disaster.
0: Just pirate the games instead. If you don't own older copies of them already,
1: just pirate them. Yeah, because you can't actually buy them anymore. Yeah, you can't buy
0: the superior, actual, definitive versions of the game anymore. You can't buy them. So, just pirate them. That's, that's, my, that's my
1: hot take. Pirate them. Yeah, makes you wonder if they're going to uh, uh, tackle GTA 4 next, because, right? I hope not.
0: <laughs> and they probably will. And I mean, it's not like I'm going back to play GTA 4 anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I think about it, but then I'm like, nah. I've played GTA 4 all the way through a time or two before. I, I don't. I don't think I need to do that again.
1: I mean, GTA 4. It's not as bad as I think people give it credit for. I will say that, yeah, you know, cousin uh, Ruben is annoying as fuck, but that's kind of his character, actually. Right? Yeah that is his character
0: and i like you find that sweet and endearing or annoying most people find it annoying but not everyone does and that is okay <laughs> that's one yeah. of those things where i'm like ah, people can like what they like you know yeah you okay like you're what wrong. you like even yeah even if you're wrong
1: yeah let's just put it this way uh the def- uh the user score for uh on what what platform is this one for it's at 0.5 right now it's as low as it could go (laughs) pretty much yeah there is 54 positives which it's pretty much just people sucking rockstar's dick let's be honest uh there uh please remember this is a playstation 2 game it's not gonna look all that great right yeah there's 54 of those 18 mixed and then 1874 negatives it is It's probably up there for the worst uh, game of the year so far. Triple A game, I should say. Triple A. (laughs) Okay, uh, Jim Stephanie Sterling. (laughs) Only I was that pretty. Well, You know, a a wig, some makeup. I just have my hair grow
0: grow back out the rest of the way. Put on some makeup. Shave. I'd have to shave. You
1: would have to uh, just
0: shave constantly. I would just have to shave constantly. It would be it would be gross, the uh, just the con you know the co- constant amount of shaving I'd have to do. Yeah. I will, yeah, I'll it's right. not worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, f- from one dumpster fire to another. That's yeah, that feels like a segue. Um, <laughs> so moving on to our community corner this That's week. A segue. Yeah, I I saw this news breaking today. I saw from Jason Schreier, something about this on Twitter, and then we had a news article get dropped into our chat.
1: um, Yeah, it was a video didn't have a chance to watch, so went hunting, essentially for uh, an article to cover it, because, right? I didn't catch it until later on in the day, and just didn't have the time for it at that point. So, trying to cover it, essentially the essence of it, while... Right? Yeah. So, um... Turns out, uh, Bobby Kotick, uh, kind of an asshole. Right? Even more of an
0: asshole than we thought he was. And Which, we already thought he was a pretty yeah. big fucking asshole. Yeah, it
1: turns out, huge asshole. Huge. So, uh, you know that whole issue at Activision Blizzard with all the sexual abuse, uh, the, uh, the frat boy mentalities and all that? Mm-hmm. He was in on it. He knew about it. He did nothing. Yep. as a matter of fact, he protected people. Oh, he's in so much shit.
0: See, not, you, not legally. Mind no. Me. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, we want him to be
1: in so much shit. We he, want he's him. under, uh, he's uh, gone f- uh, for uh, Freddie Mercury. He's under pressure.
0: Under pressure. Do, 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 do,
1: Anyways, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, After your musical interlude.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, Bobby Kotick accused of of uh, sexually harassing and or assaulting, and then also protecting people um, who were also doing sexual harassment and or assault.
1: You know, he's going to have to watch out. He might uh, end up being offered a place in the Catholic uh, 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 Church at this rate.
0: Yeah, make him make him a priest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, that that was terrible, wasn't it? It was. It was. Um but yeah, so after after all of this started, however many weeks ago it was now, it, it at least started in, in terms of the public eye. Like obviously the stuff had been going on for much longer than that, but a couple of d- years. Yeah. But but you know, all of this coming out to public light, um a very short, condensed version of the story is that employees at at Blizzard Started banding together to be like, this is bullshit. You know, we're not doing this. We demand action. And many, many things have happened. Many, most of them I would think of as as small things, sort of on scale. You know, on on the scale here. But with the lawsuit and enough sort of outside pressure, uh, Blizzard went into or Activision Blizzard went into sort of public relations damage control mode. Cancelled some stuff. Made some like vague. You know, vague statements. They put out apology.jpg. Um, oh, don't you know. worry. I'm
1: sure that, uh, well, they've, uh, put out JPEG as well now. Because right. Because the board. So, oh, and, um, uh, they're, uh, the workers are issuing a walkout, uh, as well again. Yeah. An- another walkout after this. Maybe they just install a revolving door at this point. Yeah. Um,
0: Let's see. So they they put out the response. Or so they they put out, you know, apology.jpg that says we're taking swift action to be compassionate or to be the compassionate caring company you came to work for and to ensure <laughs> a safe environment. There oh. is no place anywhere at our company for discrimination, harassment or unequal treatment of any kind. So, you know, they, they said that. And then people said, no, you're full of shit collectively. And it's not what they literally said. I'm, I'm sure some people said that. But, you know. um, They, the, the employees and the community at large have said, um, a lot, but a lot stronger community response than I had expected actually, but calling for Kodak to resign after there was, you know, evidence, um, and accusations of him participating in and protecting other abusers. And the board came out and, uh, is, is standing with Bobby. Now they wanted him removed. People were wanting him removed. And the, you know, their board of directors is saying that they stand behind Bobby. They believe he can do it.
1: Well, he's I'm looking been doing for their it for a couple of years.
0: Quote. Yeah, he has. He's been doing it for a couple of years. Well, I'm looking for the actual quote in this news article. It might be buried in here somewhere, but I'm going... Yeah, well,
1: I'm going to drop another one in.
0: <clears throat> another uh, article?
1: From Ars Tec- uh, Technica uh, from today, so... Uh, After bombshell report, Activision employees walk out, demand CEO uh, resign because, right? Yeah. All right, so here it is. The
0: uh, Activision Blizzard... So this is a response from the board members. The Activision Blizzard board remains committed to the goal of making Activision Blizzard the most welcome welcoming an inclusive company in the industry. Under Bobby Kotick's leadership, the company is already implementing industry-leading changes, including a zero-tolerance harassment policy, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentage of women and non-binary people in our workforce, and significant internal and external investments to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. The board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. The goals we have set for ourselves are both critical and ambitious. The board remains confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership, commitment, and ability to achieve these goals. So, they also yep.
1: were criticizing an inaccurate and misleading report uh, yeah. that said that he knew about it because, right? Yeah, because of course they would.
0: Just you know, nothing will happen. I, I mean, I want things to happen. I want you know Bobby Kotick
1: to be fired. And also, I uh, want him to fall down a, a set of stairs onto a, a vat of dicks.
0: Yeah, and, and to lose all this money and be mauled by a tiger, but survive, and then be mauled by fleas and maggots, and taken away into the jungle. So you, want him
1: to, you, you want him to go full Roy Horn?
0: Yes, I want him to be taken away into the jungle by the demons which he himself has spawned. But I, I know that's not going to happen, that's not how the world works. There's very little actual justice in the world and he'll be fine and he and, should also
1: step on lego yes and the company will and weather the pointy ones
0: will weather this storm and most of if not all of the employees who are um you know participating and trying to stand up for their and their co-workers rights will ultimately be driven out of the company uh or f- Found reasons to be fired or laid off or other yeah, things. And then they'll like... just
1: reopen the Cosby Suite because, right?
0: <clears throat> because yeah, of course that that all of that is likely to happen as opposed to actual action being done and Kotick, you know, suffering any real consequences, and those that he's protected. suffering. Oh, any real you hear?
1: He took uh, millions of dollars in pay cut. Never mind the fact that he gets millions of dollars. That uh, enough millions of dollars that taking a millions of dollars in pay cut uh doesn't hurt him yeah uh, uh so uh, so that the stock price goes back up right yep yep i i remember
0: last week or 2 weeks ago he had said that he was going to only draw a salary that somebody like the lowest paid person in his you know position would draw and it was still like double minimum wage and it's and and he makes you know hundreds of millions of dollars every year off of stocks that he earns and other things that he's invested in. Or, you know, stock that he owns, not stock that he earns, stock that he owns. And other things that he's invested I mean, in. I that's the thing, like, is that
1: once you get to a, a certain point, you don't really need to be paid anymore because you have so much wealth that it just, yep, you know, snowballs. Yep. And he passed that one, yeah, you know, like, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> Easily. Long ago. Long ago. So it's purely symbolic that he's taken a a pay cup, because, right? Yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's just sad. That's that's the biggest thing that I can say about it, is it just makes me sad, more sad than anything. Like, on the one hand, like, you know, it's validating to be right. Like, it feels good for, like, three seconds to be right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the thing that I'm right about is horrible and terrible, and God, I wish I was wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all of the posts that it was, like, dumpster fire, or like, all of the stuff that we got in Discord. And, like, I get it. And, absolutely, it's a dumpster fire. And it's kind of funny and, like, you know, that horrible, like, you know, you laugh because if you don't, like, what's the, you know, the only other option? But it's mostly just depressing, right? Like, everybody looks at the dumpster fire and they're like, huh,
1: neat. And then they move on, you know? Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's not... Uh, there's not going to be any implications, uh to Kodak. He's not going to have to pay any uh, damages, most likely.
0: And even if he did, like, he doesn't care. He's, uh, he's obscenely it wealthy.
1: It, uh, it, 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 it's at the point where we cannot fathom his wealth, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that there's people out there that are way, way more wealthy, but that's beside the point.
0: Yeah. I just made so- like. Horse noises with my mouth, like that whole like pfft noise.
1: Well, I didn't hear it, so. Well, yeah, the mic well, didn't light now. up, which is why I I direct
0: <laughs> why I directly said that I did that. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Just wanted you to know. Knowing is half the battle. Indeed. So yeah, sorry I, everyone l- listening for that that we made sad. Uh, where where can people
1: put put things and send us things, right well, you could email us, uh, vglpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, that still works, we think. Oh, well, you get enough spam there, so it should work. Uh, you could uh, drop by the Twitter, uh, uh, vglpodcast on said Twitter. Or you could go over to vglpodcast.podbean.com and find a link to our Discord, which is what Cube did. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, while we didn't use the exact link, you know, it did still foster the, uh, the discussion. So I think it's close cool. oh, enough, right? Close, good enough for government work,
0: and uh, i is th- we th- do I think it's, here.
1: Oh, I, if, if we're talking about state government, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't want to get me started on that. A uh, bunch of fuckers. Oh, did I say that out loud?
0: Yeah, you uh, you said the quiet part out loud. That's okay though. Oh,
1: we were all thinking it. Or there are co-s- uh, cocksucking uh, cheaters that. Wouldn't know a good idea if it fell from the sky and fell on their face and wiggled. That feels oddly specific. Uh, well, you uh, haven't seen our, uh, or haven't seen my governor lately. So that's. But true. let's just put it this way. He's doing a, a victory lap on his COVID response. I, uh, I,
0: I'm guessing a very undeserved victory oh, lap. Very undeserved. Yeah.
1: Uh, with uh, his uh, pet dog, or his pet bulldog, baby dog. And honestly, I still think that having a COVID uh, uh, press briefing, which he's still doing three times a week, half, uh, or actually more like nine-tenths of the time he's not talking about anything COVID-related, uh, I still think her, the dog, sitting on the desk chewing on her ass would be more coherent than him. Yes, you. It would you probably get more. Uh, it would probably get more and better information as well. Yeah,
0: you have indeed mentioned that before. Um, well, I
1: still believe it. All right. No, uh, now, now, now I need to go tr- see what the COVID numbers are because I, I mentioned it. So well, let's see. Wait for the dashboard to load up. Come on. Uh, only a six point fifteen percent positive. Uh, oh, sorry, that's cum- cumulative. 9.04 uh, today. Yeah, only, right? Only. Yes, indeed, only. And, and, the, and, and the numbers definitely aren't trending upwards again. Yeah, only... Hmm. Oh, oh, I'm just looking at these numbers and I wish I hadn't. Oh, boy. Yeah, only 500-some uh, cases in hospitals right now. Mind you, the state doesn't have that many hospitals, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh. I'm not sure if that's the Fall foliage map or the COVID map. Because damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we move on to uh, Better Things and Doobly-Doo?
0: Let's do that. Let's move on um, to to the Doobly-Doo uh, for a Discovery Q. What you got, Rage?
1: So I got The Last Stand Aftermath. And this is a horror-themed... A zombie survival third-person shooter. Okay. uh, It looks like a strong uh, emphasis on story elements. After you become infected by the zombie virus, you set out to explore the post-apocalypse and find hope for your fellow survivors. Uh, You can still make a difference. Don't give up. So it sounds like you're infected and you basically have a limited amount of time to try to do your uh, thing. It's a single-player roguelike action-adventure. So... Interesting, huh?
0: Interesting indeed. Usually, so
1: usually these games, uh, whenever they yeah uh, you know, deal with uh, yo know, you're already infected, it's a very very set amount of time. So I wonder if they're going to do that. It's will release though, which is a nice change of pace.
0: Yeah. So I'm cheating. Peter, um, I I saw this game on the Steam like front page, um, and pulled it up. To save for Discovery Q um, because it looked amazing, and I'm there's a, a, a mm, I want to buy this. There's a, a chance I might, but with so many games that I'll play on Game Pass, like I probably shouldn't spend any money. At least uh, till Christmas. At least till after, yeah, till Christmas or or shortly after. But it's called Junk Punk. Uh, Junk Punk is a factory management, base building, exploration game where a new world robotic ship crash lands you and any survivors must rescue the or restore the ruined planet and prepare for it prepared for habitable life craft build explore discover and grow to terraform the planet so it's it's like you're playing wally and you you crash on like a trash planet and you've got to recycle and repair the trash planet and make it a good planet to be habited habit habitable by people and it's a you know a a space engineer slash satisfactory you know type of game where you gather resources and build stuff and you're you're recycling i i like that junk punk that is one very high crotch robot it's yes maybe he's he only has to have such a high crotch because he's got such a big dick no so you would wish dick yes indeed if only all right so that was my cheat and i'm actually starting my discovery queue
1: mm-hmm. do you so have another? One? i got tavern master this is another one of those uh Uh, tycoon style games where you're building a well in this case a tavern to i mean what do you do with a tavern you build a a, essentially a bar and a kitchen try to keep people from killing one another right yeah it looks like it's a very simple game i'm hoping that there's more to it and that it's like fantasy world because uh, this is one of those games that it's popped up in my mind a few times that, yo, know, this could be really neat if done well. You know, fantasy style, you know, the tavern is like, you know, the, the easy man's, uh, you know, quest starter. Well, what happens at the tavern? You know, <laughs> uh, try yeah. to keep people from killing one another, that sort of thing. Yeah. This does look very rough, but it does have some pretty positive reviews as well. So. Hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, so this was the first one on my list my actual discovery queue and i i feel like i need to put it to just tell people not to, to buy it which is the skyrim anniversary upgrade but you know what between the two of now? us well i mean between the two of us i like skyrim right but the 10 year anniversary up- upgrade is just stupid it's pointless bullshit that you don't need to buy mods exist well, for you game. don't need
1: you don't need skyrim in the first place
0: but if you play Skyrim and you like Skyrim, like most people do, you don't need to buy this. Just use mods. You could use the Creation Club. You could go outside and use mods outside the Creation Club. Like just use mods. What this is, what what this boils down to, is some minor graphical improvements. Sort of having some pre-loaded like pre, you know, I say premium. I have to be very careful because they tried to do that once. Uh, but some preloaded they like
1: to, they still did
0: well, yeah, you're right. But some preloaded, like you know, what they consider to be like curated mod content, uh, and you know, fishing like, just just play if you want to play Skyrim with mods, play fucking Skyrim with mods, don't spend another $20 on this. Bullshit. And about the
1: fact that it also broke uh, mods and the extended uh, modding tools, right.
0: Uh, yes. Didn't know that.
1: Uh, According to the reviews, it broke the script extender, which is pretty much a requirement for anything substantial in Skyrim. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Elder Scrolls games in general, all of them have some sort of uh, script extender to, that hooks into the game. And it looks like this one, uh, the anniversary edition, broke that script extender and not sure if that person's still working on it. Oh, and also, yeah. it looks like it broke their uh, some people's save files because, of course, it did.
0: Because of course, so
1: yeah. Don't don't
0: buy it. Don't don't support this shit.
1: So, yeah. so I got something interesting looking. Ruined King, a League of Legends story. So, uh, who, who wants some League of Legends without having to deal with other people, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, League of Legends is one of those games that people kind of overlook. How much backstory they've have actually put into the characters because it's, what, 95% just, yo know, that one map bashing your head against the wall, hoping that you get a decent team uh, this time around. Yeah. So the fact that they're taking all the backstory and lore that they've built over the years and making a proper RPG is interesting. And, you know, I mean, it's nice to see them doing something with it, right? yeah it has a very uh like water uh, not watercolor but yeah a very interesting art style in all these uh, screenshots it's a turn-based rpg as well which is yeah actually a little surprising i would have expected them to go arpg honestly but yeah i mean hey you got some uh you got some lore league of legends right oh and there's so much dlc for this already Well, well three uh DLC packs, which it looks like it's all like cheap packs, you know, skid variants, start, uh, starter packs, uh, weapon packs, eh, right? Which yeah, does turn me off a bit, but it's also not a terribly expensive game. It's 30 bucks for an RPG. That's not bad, actually. It feels weird to be pr- uh, praising uh, League of Legends. I don't like this. <laughs> so I got
0: uh yeah, i didn't copy the link i got distracted um i will do that uh but i got kanga kanga Ki- Kyanga. i don't know how to pronounce that seeds of civilization um this is a city builder game uh, that i'm pasting the link to there we go this is a city builder game um that's using a really interesting art style. I I feel like looking at this, like it feels like it's kind of a mix of a bunch of different architectures and using sort of a cartoony art style. Although this could be like just the screenshots being disparate, showing off different, um, you know, different sort of uh, cultures, like historical cultures, maybe that you can like play as. Oh, there's odd. Um, but looks like there's these like interesting creatures like alien-esque like creatures um or maybe like mythical creatures maybe you know maybe these creatures exist in mythologies that i'm not aware of um looks like there's some that's like land masses are riding on the backs of or like little cities um this is really neat um yeah I, i don't know how to describe it other than like neat and kind of weird weird looking but like weird in a good way you know almost you know it it looks kind of like a uh, sort of a natural progression of some god games. Uh, you know, some of those god games from 10, 15, 20 years ago. But it I don't think you're you're playing as like a god or whatever. Um but yeah, you can It looks like you can design and develop your own civilization and kind of mix and match um styles and uh it's cool. Very cool. I like the way it looks. Um currently it's 15 bucks, or 16
1: bucks, on like its launch sale. Uh, I like it. Well, speaking of interesting looking games, I got Grow Song of the Ever Tree. So this is kind of a mixture of RPG sandbox with a little bit of God game, and mix in a little bit of Spore as well. So the entire idea is, you're basically building this civilization uh, in a what well, they call it a world crafting sandbox, so you're able to go in and edit a, a lot of stuff from the looks of the tutorials, grow and interact with things, build up a community. It is fascinating now the question is how well does all the systems come together right yeah, and if it's, if there's anything deep to it later on. It does look like there's some sort of campaign that they're doing as well, where they're planting real trees uh, based off how many people wishlist the game. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, some uh, exploration, uh, com- like I said, community building. Uh, a lot of the world looks like it's grown, though, so it's you know, plant tending and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean it looks really brightly colorful and very Yeah, you know, happy-go lucky kinda, you know?
0: Yeah. I got a some a game that makes me or that gives off similar vibes to me, right? Happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. Let's build a zoo. It's a zoo, you know, building management kind of tycoon game. But it seems like their twist is that you can do gene splicing of animals and create like weird animal hybrids. So the list or the examples it gives is you mix a chicken and a cow to get a chicow crocodile and a duck to get a crocoduck and an owl and a capybara to get an alibara.
1: Hey, I played this uh, strategy game. Uh, it turns <laughs> out uh, anything mixed with the lobsters ever uh, powered.
0: <laughs> I know what game you're talking about too. I can't think of the name but I know Incredible what you're talking features. about. Yeah um it, it, this looks cute though really cute i like it 20 bucks looks
1: this released? looks like almost like snes era graphics doesn't it yeah yeah it's uh, very charming uh, um by, by design i should say you know it's not yeah you know, a slight to it it's uh, that particular pixel art style but i would imagine that would make it very easy to swap in like body parts as well yeah Five hundred different animals at your disposal and slice them together for three hundred thousand. Yeah. So, I got something I've been watching some reviews about Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. So this is essentially a prequel to all of other all the other Frogware uh, Sherlock Holmes games, where this is early Sherlock Holmes. Uh, basically uncovering family mysteries and in and, and more of an open world aspect. Uh, this is also the same developers that did the Sinking City uh, that we talked about a while back that had some issues because, yeah, uh, yeah, different um, shenanigans with the uh, publisher and developer and right. yeah. Uh, but it seems like they're also taking the ideas that they build off of that and going back to their brand butter, which is the, uh, Sherlock Holmes franchise that they have. And it does have some, uh, uh, severe performance issues, uh, based off of, uh, I think it was ACG that was covering it. You know, it was one of the YouTubers I watched that, I, I had this pop up on my, uh, subscription feed and just, you know, kind of let it play in the background. It's definitely not their best uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes game, but it's not their worst either. Yeah. But they also try to m- make it a more immersive experience by just you know, letting you do your thing, which is both a, a strength and a weakness when it comes to this sort of game, because, right? Yeah. If you're not doing exactly what you're uh, intending, you may go uh, on a very long path to nowhere. But like I said, this is also the developer that had some issues with potential piracy of another game, and it's... I never heard a resolution of that, so I'm not sure what to feel about that one. Right? Yeah. So I got... Yeah, anyway, go ahead.
0: I got one that is kind of... That was very confusing to me at first, but the more I read through, I think the more I understand. So it's called Blue Reflection Second Light. And it is a... JRPG anime visual anime open world game with visual novel storytelling elements, question mark. It seems like a really weird mishmash and apparently this is a sequel. There's a first one that's just called Blue Reflection that I've never heard of. Um, That's like an all girls school gets like sucked into a magic world. In like Japan, like yeah, as one does in in Japan, um, and you play a a JRPG, you know, turn based style game, um, for for the combat with these girls in their school outfits, um, and their magical swords, and that girl has got like a laser hula hoop that looks cool, and a scythe that looks like it's made out of hair, um, so she's bayonetta, I guess, but, mm-hmm. um. It looks really cool. It's talking about having like this element of, of like where you're rebuilding the school and the magic world and you get to make choices. And depending on the interactions that you have between the girls, the school like develops one way or another because of like how the magic influences them or something like it looks really neat. Um, they're, of course, advertising a shitload of fan servicey type content with swimsuits and like sexy schoolgirl and maid outfits and like, fair enough for this type of game, I guess. But I'm really intrigued by this. It just came out uh, last week. It's 60 bucks to get the standard game with bonus, whatever that is, Second Light with bonus. (laughs) And then you can get the Digital Deluxe Edition with bonus and the Ultimate Edition with bonus, which is $115. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, The bikini costume though is free for AO whoever AO is a character and then the first one is 60 bucks oops I just added that to my cart no I want to go look at the page (laughs) but I wasn't sure if this was like a remaster or a sequel or some kind of like it's like a sequel digital deluxe thingy I'm on the first one well yeah yeah I went and I looked and it, it is a sequel so but yeah it's
1: actually really impressive looking
0: yeah the first one came out in 2017. Uh, this probably looks. Probably
1: discovery queue, right? Because
0: yeah, um, I'm gonna put the first one on my discovery queue as well. Um, but it seems like, you know, the second one is more of the first one, but just you know for completeness. And this is one or a a couple of them, you know, whatever that I'm gonna keep, uh, on the the top of my wish list for the winter sale. The first one, I suspect, won't be on sale for very much since it just came out, or the the second one. But I'm hoping the first one is on sale. Looks like... uh, Where's the historic discount? Looks like it's been 20, about 20... Oh, no, it's been historic low, $16.75 for the first one. So, yeah, I might pick that one up. Anyways, carry on.
1: Okay, well, I got... Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, a action shooter with, uh, well, uh, action first-person shooter. Uh, based on the trailer, I'm getting a severe, like, uh, Shadow Warrior, the the reboot, the first reboot, I guess I should say, not the sequel, uh, vibe to it, where it's, a like, Japanese folklore, uh, uh in settings, uh, only... Yo, you're also running around with assault rifles and, mach- and uh, <laughs> cleavers and just going nuts. Yeah. Fair amount of DLC for it, though, because of course, right? That's yeah. how it is. It looks like one of them puts one of the main characters in a bikini because of course, right? Of course, as you do. As as one does. I mean, it looks impressive. um, And pretty cheap for what it is as well. I mean, 20 bucks. Right, yeah, I mean, it's kind of h- hard to go wrong at that price point as long as it's you know a decent enough game, and it does look like it is reviewing well, so yeah, it does look like there's a sequel this is might be a remaster that I'm just not familiar with the base game, which is yeah always possible because can't know everything, yeah, uh, yeah, and people are saying it's a bit jank, it's a bit campy, but for this type of game, that's you know, kind of fitting actually.
0: So I got my my last one uh, this is uh Jupiter Moons Mecha. Um it is a deck building card, you know, card battle mech game, mecha game um mm-hmm. where that you you know, build a deck. Or, or actually it looks like you can customize your mech and then build a deck. And the combination of those two things fight opponents um in pitched mech combat. It looks very cool. Um I'm all you know, I I like a good card battle game, a good deck builder game. And I love me some mechs. Really? and, And mecha. I love mechs and mecha. I know it's hard to believe. I know that I've only posted a shitload of tweets this last week talking about battle tech stuff again. So it's it's hard to believe, but I do like mechs people.
1: Or oh, did I like at them. least have a good role with, in the uh, uh, in the mess hall uh, to give you guys some buffs? Absolutely.
0: Best best support staff uh, an old mercenary commander could ask for.
1: I have a ton to talk about on this one, but it looks interesting. A Zafar, essentially twin-stick shooter, mm-hmm. where you're running around... Uh, I almost sounds like you're a robot. It's kinda hard to really make out what's going on with the uh sales pitch. It is early access. Um They on eight sequels well, so I guess I should go check out their first game, which is actually in my library. <laughs> that well, I've never played. There you go. There you uh, go. But also it looks like it's a very, very, very different game. So all right. Yeah that said, you know oh oh it's in my library okay I think I actually did this uh back on my YouTube channel back in the day and it was a bit rough uh and it didn't really cover a lot of what you needed to know until you just kind of brute forced it for a while so hopefully if this is why I'm th- if I'm th- if I'm thinking of the right game it, it just threw a bunch of stats at you but never really explained it at least when I played it never yeah serves correctly uh they fixed some of the issues i had with it in the sequel and you know the fact that it's getting a sequel even though they are changing perspectives a bit which does look like it would fit this type of game a bit better because it the original was kind of uh not quite 2d but yeah or, or i should say a 2d game you know everybody was looking down but the angle made it uh look a little bit flatter By having the isometric view, uh, you know, usually gives a better sense of depth. So, yeah. And looking at my next one. I got two remaining after this one, and this is intriguing. So, I'm going to copy and paste this one. Moncage, A unique puzzle adventure game where you explore a fascinating world trapped inside a mysterious cube. With each face displaying a unique scene, you have to leverage the illusions to discover the hidden links to solve the puzzle. So, essentially, uh, almost super liminal. Plus, uh, I can't even think of another game for, like it. I mean, this is really unique lo- sounding, huh? Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, in, uh, looking at some of the gifs on this, as you rotate the cube, you're looking at, uh, at each face is looking at a different scene, but you're also kind of panning it. Uh, a, across so think of how like in portal if you were to move back and forth around a portal uh, you could see different uh, angles through the portal and see different parts of the of the other side of it sort of like that with this where as you move around the cube it uh moves the scene as well but you also start to see another scene that's uh in a different place and possibly a different time and it sounds like the solutions are related to connecting the two. So one of the yeah one of the gif shows uh, like a uh, an oil rig that uh, moving the cube a certain way uh, causes uh, the two sides to connect and uh, creates an interaction between the two. Now depending on how long it is, right? Yeah. Although this is well, okay, it's not. It, particularly cheap game it's a little bit outside of the impulse buy range but 15 bucks that's not terrible assuming that's a decent length right yeah which the reviews say two to four hours that's eh, right yeah but also you know, if it's a high quality right
0: yeah a bit short but if if it's high quality and that's the sort of thing that the the audience is looking mm-hmm. for then that's not so bad
1: And something unique that's the thing right yeah because I've never seen anything quite like it. Uh, just look at my next one. No. And an idle game, so no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my discovery cue. Okay. E- well, well, you cheated on me. I did
0: cheat. Cheater. A, a smidgen. Just, you know, just a smidgen. Cheater. It's all right. Cheat. <laughs> so, anyways. uh Hey, Rage. Why don't you uh, hit them with them socials?
1: Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can find me on the Twitter, uh, Gaming on CR. If you want to be my friend on Steam, you can find me there, Caffeine Rage. And you've been?
0: Gaming Psychologist. You can find me on the YouTube by searching for such on Twitter, at JMA4707. You can be my friend on Steam or Discord, uh,
1: JR34707. There. Woo! Woo! And scrolling back up, uh, once again, if you wish to contact us, you can do so over at vglpodcast at com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. You can drop them uh, on the Twitter, vglpodcast, or you can pop over to the Discord, which you can find a link to that, over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. And if you wish to share the love... You can find us on your podcatcher of choice, you can check out the RSS feed over at uh, Podbean site, uh, you can find links to all our stuff, and links to the, the topics that we discussed today, and our sources. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this madness possible, you can find out more at patreon.com slash Podcast. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kim McLeod, and our discovery key music is doobly-doo by the same artist. You can find both his works over at encomputect.com. And, and as always, as his lovely music starts to roll
0: across my voice, buh-bye now.
1: See ya! Bye-bye!